0: Hope you all are doing well. Excited to be here. Start off uh, this series on Colossians. My, uh, tell me when my clicker's working there, uh, Dennis. Is it this clicker back up? Uh, not doing anything right now. But I'm sure we'll get that taken care of. Um, okay, well, that'll work. Um, okay, uh, to start us off, got a few questions for you, okay? When you're thinking about uh either athletics, um, the sport you're on, sports team you're on, you're at practice, right? Um and first kind of or or you're thinking about your homework that you are supposed to do, hopefully you don't have too much to do over the long weekend. For either of those, whether you're at your practice or doing your homework, what motivates you to put effort in? Okay? When you're when you're doing those things, Give me me some of the motivations, and we can be honest there. Okay, we'll start over here. Sarah. Okay, thanks. Love you too. Yep. I mean, that's a very honest answer. Like, if I don't do it, I know my mom or my dad is going to be mad at me. Eliana. Grades, Grades, okay. I have to get good grades. But what about the grades? Why do I have to get good grades? Okay, I'm motivated because I want to have a a, a future. Okay? Yeah, and Okay I enjoy that field or I do well in the field, okay, so i'm going to put effort into the things that I enjoy, yeah, okay, I want to be the best. look when I'm playing football against you, I want to put my shoulder into your helmet and lay you flat on the ground okay don't do that that's that's a little illegal hit targeting okay, yes, jeremiah okay i want to get I want to get better at it um, for whatever reason I have a desire uh, to get. Uh, to get uh, to get better at it, Brian, you got something? You just want to beat me, don't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you want to beat me? I want to. I want to put effort in because I don't like losing. There's just something inside of me that I don't want you to beat me, and I'm going to put in extra effort to make sure you know that I'm better than you. Yeah, son. You can't stop thinking about it until you do it. Okay. I can't stop thinking about it. Like my brain is pre preoccupied. Uh, uh preoccupied on it yeah my coach. my coach okay what about your coach why why does your I coach want i want him i want him to play me more i need to impress this person uh so he so i get so i play more money, money okay i'm motivated because hey i want to be the best at my sport or whatever uh so that i can become a professional athlete and make good money i want good grades so i get a good job so i can make money yes Okay, there you go. Very, yes, that's very accurate. Okay, Miss Shadow, last one. Okay, I don't want to disappoint people. I don't, I don't like that feeling that I'm somehow, uh, somehow disappointing him. Okay, so those are some of, the, some of the motivations we have, and I think some are some probably some good motivations, some maybe not the most holiest of motivations, um, but but tell me a little more. Let's talk a little more uh, about this subject of motivation. What are some of the things that may cause me to struggle to to really give my 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 full effort, whether I'm working at Chick Fil A or whatnot? Okay. Okay, I'm afraid of fail. I'm afraid of failing, and I'm going to get judged for it. Um, and. And I'm going to uh, end up uh, an old single person who can't graph a parabola, and I'm a failure in life because of that. I don't. Anyway, yes. Okay, I'm distracted. Um, I'd pull out my phone right now, but I left in the back. But it doesn't mean my phone buzz. I'll probably like halfway through get a on my watch, and oh hey, you know I should be putting effort in. But, you know, my favorite YouTuber just released a new video, and OMG, got to watch it right now. Okay. Um, what, are some other, what are some other things that might make it hard for me to, to really give, give a good effort? Yeah, go, go. The that I need to is Okay. Because I don't know how to stand still. Oh, man, and I can't throw candy back there. Okay, i got to get a better throw than that. Okay, there we go. Okay, yes, Tressa. Okay, I, part of the, like, distraction thing, I just have so many things going on, and I, like, I got, you know, I start doing this, I started doing one assignment, then I do this, blah,
1: blah, blah.
0: Yes, let me see you. I'm tired. I will go to sleep. Can be nap time now, please? Okay, um, but, you know, uh, on that, that tired thing, it's, I don't want to put it in good effort because I'm lazy, because I don't think this is that much fun. There's something more fun that I really want, uh, that I really want to do. Um, I really uh, want to play some more of my video game or hang out with my friends, and it's just not that exciting uh, to sit down sometimes and put in good effort uh, on my homework or whatever. Okay. Last question about motivation. Okay? when you are again when we're doing more my athletics my academics you kind of pick that thing that requires some level of effort when is it a joy for you to put in that effort when is it when is it man i'm putting this effort and i just i put in the effort and i'm like woo, that's awesome yeah go ahead mistakes Okay, I can see progress. I'm getting better at it, you know. I I used to only be able to run an eight minute mile and now I'm running a seven thirty mile and then I'm running sub seven mile. I'm like, dude, I'm smoking it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, when it becomes fun. Okay. Well when it's when it's just fun, you know, if I'm if I'm on a team we're winning. Hey, it is just it's just fun to be part of it. Yes, yeah, Sonny. Okay, I get a, a joy from from the from the end results. Uh, the end results of it. Okay. Okay. Grace, go ahead. When it helps someone else. Okay. Thank you. Great. Great answer. Okay. Um. Uh, anyway, when it, when you kind of kind of boils boil a lot of that down, and this is. Really what I would hope that you hear uh, and kind of take away uh, from our time together today uh, is this, and you should uh, put up the next slide, should be my key point, okay? My motivation for work, my motivation to put in effort into something depends on who and what I am working for. My motivation to put in work and effort depends on who and what I am working for. Okay, you know, you, you guys know that you have some coaches, right, that they, they just know how to inspire you, encourage you, and you got other coaches, you're like, I want to spite you. I want to be as bad at this as possible just to annoy you. You have some teachers who just make that subject come alive and you're like, yeah, let's go, right? And you got other teachers like, please. Oh my gosh, it's going to be nap time. Or actually it is nap time because the way you're speaking to me. Um, you know, so, so that's going to that's gonna motivate you. You know, you're going to be motivated uh, because if I'm serving others, uh, as Grace pointed out, like I, that, that who, you know, you're motivated on First Fruits Day because of who you're working for. It isn't because you're like, dude, raking leaves is the most fun. ever. No, it's a who that I'm, that I'm working for. And then the other motivation, the what I'm working for. You know, if there's a big reward at the end of it, there's some, whether it's that satisfaction, we won the game, we're the champions, uh, whatever it is, uh, my motivated to do something, my motivation depends on the who I'm doing it for and what I am uh, doing it for. And here's what, I guess, kind of my, my heart, Lee's heart, uh, as we 're in this whole series on colossians and it 's this: most of you guys know what you generally should be doing uh, in life, right um, Should I punch my brother yes or no, okay yeah. <laughs> okay um, should i you know should I get drunk, do drugs, yes or no, um, should I share with my faith with my friends? I uh, yes or no, you know, even as the, the video was, was planned from the Bible project, right? And it's talking uh, about how they want to, tr- how Paul was writing and almost turning the Roman structure of the world upside down. Most of you guys know that that's the stuff of stuff you should be doing, right? We're going to be ta- reading things about, you know, loving your families and, and working hard. It's not like, you're not like, wow, I'm supposed to put effort in? Man, that's a shocker. I had no idea that that would be something cool, right? We know what we're supposed to be doing, but if we're honest, so many times, even though I know what I should be doing, I don't do it because, and now, sometimes that's just willful of, I just don't want to do it, and I'm just stubborn, and it's the, the sinfulness of my flesh. Sometimes it's just that that bad habit that I have. I'm just so frustrated with my sibling because they always poke my... Mm. And I just have to hit them at times. Whatever it is, we know generally what we should be doing. But a lot of times, I, want to, I don't see the why. And, and so much of this series is really, I hope, I hope as we look at these truths, you're like, yeah, I know I should be acting this way. But you'll see the why behind it. You'll see the motivation behind it. You'll see the who, who I'm working for and the what I am working for. You know... Um, uh, we were supposed to have more snow today Last week, a week to half ago Had a bunch of snow I don't know, how many, how many of you have shoveled snow in the last two weeks? Okay You know, I, I think about shoveling snow, right? Because there's a few different, different It's a very different experience If you're out shoveling snow And you're like, I am doing this Because my dad yelled at me And said, get out there and shovel the snow versus i am shoveling the snow for my neighbor who said i'm going to pay you 30 bucks versus hey i'm shoveling the snow for that, that neighbor who's maybe an older person they've broke their hip they can't do it and i just want to serve him right there's a very different di- very different motivations and i want us to see i want to really tie the the what god is commanding us to do with with the why um, and again, my, my question for, for you and for me today is, who are you working for and what are you working for? Now, you already watched uh, the Bible Project video on Colossians, so you got a lot of kind of the background on Colossians. Um, if you were to, uh, you know, Colossae is in uh, modern, day, uh, modern day Turkey. Um, Paul is writing from a prison cell in Rome, about 60 to 62 A.D., about 30 years after Jesus' death and resurrection. He's never visited them, uh, but he's heard heard of their faith, and he's writing to really encourage uh, and, and um, encourage and, and correct uh, some of the doctrinal uh, false teachers that are going around those days. And as, as the video talked about kind of the, the structure of the book, the first half of the book really is, is talking about how awesome God is and given a lot of like core things, teachings of theology. Um, and then the second half of the book, the, the last two chapters, are a lot of practical truths, as Paul was talking about, that really turn the, turn the Roman system uh, on its head. And so the, the, the book starts with a lot of the whys, how we should, why are we to act, uh, what you know the the practical truths and then the the second half of the book is a lot of the what's and so what we're going to be doing in this series is each week we're going to be looking at a, a one portion from the the first half of the book that kind of gives some of the why's and one portion from the second half of the book that gives some of the what's so that's what we're going to do let me pray for us and then we are going to dig into God's word together Okay. God in heaven, I come before you grateful and thankful for this day that you've blessed us with. Thank you that the snow is later day that we can all safely gather here together uh, just to sing praises to you, to hear from your word um, and be encouraged by it. So God, now as we are in your word, I pray that you would teach us through it. I pray that you would open up all our minds to, to really hear from you today. That it wouldn't be my word speaking, but it would be your words, Lord. And as we look at those, the, the, your words to us, Lord God, may, may we see, um, may we just get a fresh reason to serve, get a fresh reason to, to work hard and glorify and just really worship you through our day and our lives. In your son's name we pray, amen. Okay, we are going to start off kind of later in the book uh, with some of the what, and then come back to the why. So if I start in, this is Colossians 3, starting in verse 22, it says this. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, and do it not only when their eye is on you, and to curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. The first thing I want to comment on here is, in the New Testament, when you read the word slave, uh, I really think you need to start thinking of employee and, and boss relationship. This is not the, for the most part in the Roman world, this is not like the buying and selling uh, of of humans like we think of in the South in the early 1800s and the cotton plantations. There were some series of slave rights and, and indentured servitude and things like that. Um, I, I guess... As as we kind of pull it into today and and how how it would really apply to us, I want us to really think of this as it's talking about bosses and employees. Okay, um, and and Paul's point here is, hey, if you are working for someone, if someone is your boss, the one who is sustaining you and, and paying you to do something, um, he says, obey him in everything. It's not like, hey, you know. Kind of when I feel like it, you know, um, you know, if things are going okay, yeah, maybe I'll kind of think about you know doing what I'm supposed to do. But no, like if you have a job, do it. Um, you know, it's it's not the like I don't know. I feel like sometimes maybe with your parents, they're like they ask you to do something, you're like, well, can we make a deal about it? I'll clean my room if you do this, that, and that, no. It's like when you're asked to do something, you do it. Um, And and it's, you know, when you're you're asked to clean your room, it doesn't just mean, well, I took all the laundry and threw it in my closet and threw some other stuff under my bed. Um, It's not a half-baked thing. It's not with some sarcastic comments um, or questioning how much extra will I get paid uh, to do it. AD is saying when you're asked to do something, you do it. And then it says do it not only when they're looking at you, um, but when they're, when they're don't even know uh, that you did it. I mean, you. Some of these people on my on the sports teams that I were on always frustrated me to no end. Like when the coach was looking, they were like really try harding it, right? And then the coach coach left, and they weren't looking, and they're just kind of like lazily like just goofing around, talking to their friends. And that just annoyed me, right? And and I think I see that here. And you probably have your your. You see that with some of your friends at school and things like that. Well, when the teacher's paying, looking, they actually just like pretend to be paying attention, and then they know the teacher's not looking, and they just don't do anything. Um, you know, and so he's saying, when they're looking at you, when they're not looking at you, do your best. And then he says, do it with a sincerity of heart. Um, uh, you know, the sincerity, or basically being genuine in uh, what you're doing. Um, I have a, 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 friend, a friend of mine who works, he's a federal government employee, and um, he has, because of COVID, his whole department is working from home, and has been for a long time, and probably will continue to, and he's figured out that he can get done in about 30 minutes what his boss thinks will take him two hours to do and he's like look my boss thinks it takes me two hours to do it really only takes me 30 minutes to do so what i do is i you know my boss assigns me something i spend 30 minutes on it i get it done but then I go play video games for an hour and a half, and then at the two-hour mark, I hit to submit, you know, or I send emails off to my boss and say, "See, I got it done. and It took me two hours to do it." And realistically, now I only need to work about two hours every day, but I'm paid for eight hours of work uh, as a government, you know, as a government employee. And that is the very, like, that is everything against what this verse is asking you to every asking you to do. But you know you we kind of uh, cringe or laugh, somewhat laugh at that but how often do i do the same thing am i really sincere and genuine in my work or where am i just doing it half baked and then the last thing he says he says out of reverence for the lord he wants us to see jesus as our boss and you're going to notice in here he's going to talk a lot about who you are actually working for he continues in verse 23 and he says Whatever you do, so he's not like putting categories out here. Well, math math counts in this if you're doing math homework, but you know if it's government homework, you don't have to you know care as much about it. Or if it's your uh, lacrosse team, you should put this much effort in. But if it's your mom asking you to do it, it, doesn't you know? No, he says whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. Again, you're going to notice this: who you're working for. Not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord. Now, looking at looking at look at what you're working for as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Um, again, where he says, "Do it with all of your heart." Um, it's not the. It's not the. Well, that that's good enough. I tried. I kind of. I got enough to pass the class uh, or any of that. Um, And then again, he really highlights here that I am working for the Lord. And and this is so critical here. Whether you are working as a computer programmer, whether you are working uh, at Chick-fil-A, whether you are uh, serving your kids as a mom... Uh, and loving them um, whether whatever job you have, if you are in the commercial real estate business or if you 're in the security business, town planner, town commissioner business, counseling business, uh, uh, house flipping business, whatever you whatever you do it 's not just for your bosses it 's not just to make money. He's saying whatever you do, ultimately, you are working for the Lord. And, and if you, are, and if you can, are working for the Lord, that means your work is worship to the Lord. When, and, and I know this is a crazy concept here. But when you sit down, focus on that homework assignment that you've been given... Actually, put effort into learning whatever subject that is and try. You are worshiping and praising Jesus in it. God, worshiping and praising Jesus is not just, well, I'm here on Sunday and I'm like, yeah, you know, singing my song. I really like, I'm grateful for musicians who can lead us in worship through song. But when you are doing whatever job that God has put before you, and you do it with your whole heart, with sincerity, and try and put effort into it, that is just as much, if not more worship to the Lord than you coming in here on a Sunday morning and be like, Yeah, Jesus. Okay? And that's what Paul is that's what Paul is telling us here, because you are working for the Lord. The who you are working for is not just your parents who are going to be like, Get good grades, right? Uh, it's not your boss who's like, you know, you better say my pleasure more as a Chick-fil-A employee here. Um, you are ultimately working for the Lord. And you'll also see not only the who you're working for as the Lord, but the reward you're getting or what you are getting for that is an internal inheritance uh, from, uh, from the Lord. It is... It's God, the God of the universe, saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. You know what it's like. I hope you know what it's like to hear a really genuine good job from one of your bosses, your coaches, or a parent. And there's that satisfaction you get from it of like, yeah, I worked hard and my dad's proud of me. I worked hard and my boss is proud of me or my coach is cheering me on you know that feeling. I hope you know that feeling. And he's saying that same thing is from the Lord. God's saying, hey, I was really proud of you. I know that math class that you're in is really tough. And you put some extra effort into it to really understand that. And you got to, hey, you really brought up your grade. God is saying, hey, I'm proud of you when you do that. And so my uh, so he wraps up this section in uh, in uh, here, and he says, anyone who does wrong will be repaid for the wrongs, and there is no favoritism. Masters provide your slaves with what is right and fair, because you know that you also have a master in heaven. Um, And he and he's kind of given the the converse of it, like not only is God going to reward uh, those, but there's also kind of this judgment and. And then he says, hey, masters, don't be a jerk to your employees. And, and I guess I hope you see from this whole section that my work and whatever work that I do should be with the sincerity of heart, with all of my heart, and out of reverence for the Lord. So what do I want you to do at your tables? Answer these questions. What would it look like to do your schoolwork with sincerity of heart, all your heart, and reverence for the Lord? And then also, what would it look like to practice your sport in the same way? Got a couple minutes to your tables. Go. Okay. If I have your attention, please. <laughs> okay, so. So, uh, I just, I was, I was listening, to, listening to something, and then I was like, wow, that's genius. Um, and I, I know she's going to love me so much for this, but uh, if you could give it up for Sarah Conrad to come on up here real quick. Yeah. Or you, you can stand right here. So,. Especially that that first question, if you don't know, Sarah is a a middle school teacher. Yay, teachers. Um, What do you see different about some of your students? Like, what about about them would show you that they're, like, actually, like, have a sincere heart in in what they're doing?
1: Well, so some of the things I said was that they don't complain about the things that the rest of the students are like, oh, we have to do this now, or... (sighs) Oh, uh, Aaron asked
0: me to speak.
1: How dare you, like, make me do math in math class? Um, <laughs> which, <laughs> which I get a lot, surprisingly. Because, you know, math is everyone's favorite subject. Let's but um, I love it, obviously. But um, the other thing I said was that um, there's not this competitive spirit where they have to be better than everyone else. Like, everyone can equally do as well, so they help their fellow classmates. They don't put other people down who aren't doing well. They don't... Um, they just treat people really well. And so you see that in students, and it's not very common in middle school, but you do see a few students that will do that. And I think that you can tell that their motivation isn't cutthroat and that they're not like, I need to get these grades and being grade mongers and that kind of thing, which is a big part of what a lot of my students do. Instead, they really care for their fellow classmates. They are the students that are stacking the extra chairs and making sure that all my supplies are put away and that kind of thing, and just really being helpful and sincere in how they care for others in class.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for being willing to put on the spot. Um, OK, we've talked a little bit about some of the what, And I've alluded to some of the why. Um, But I want to look at a little more of the why, and so we are going to go to the very beginning of the book of Colossians, okay? So if I go to chapter 1, it says this, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to God's holy people in Colossae, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from God, our Father. Okay, start off with kind of the the standard... the standard greeting that, that Paul, uh, Paul uses here is Paul and Timothy writing together to the church at Colossae. And then he says in verse three, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Jesus Christ and the love you have for all of God's people. Again, Paul, uh, Paul had never visited them, so he says, you know, when we heard of your faith in Jesus Christ. Um, uh, also here... Um, you know, uh, um, yeah he he sees he sees he sees their faith. He sees their love. He sees uh, kind of uh, what what they are doing. Um, and uh, and then, as talked about in the Bible Project video, he's now kind of kind of go into this uh, first kind of prayer for them and kind of this cool things about all how awesome God is. And he says, "The faith that springs up from the hope." uh that ah, i can't read today the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you so um you'll see here kind of the why they have that faith and love you see the faith and love that springs from the hope okay I have this faith. Uh, I'm living out this way. I'm loving other people. I'm caring other people. Why? It springs from this hope for you that's in heaven. Um, I I am looking forward to this future reward. My hope is found uh, in who God is, the eternity that I will spend with Him, my relationship with Him now. And because of those things those that, that truth that I believe, that truth that I understand, it causes this faith in God and this love for other to just naturally spring up in me. I have a natural motivation. He's not like forcing this motivation. He doesn't say you should love other people this way or else, you know, fire and brimstone is going to come down on you and God's, you know, mad at you. No, he says, man, because you're going to, he's going to elaborate on this, but because you know uh, the gospel, you know, the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, you know that we're going to go to heaven. We have our forgiveness of sins. We have all these things. That's why I have this love for other people. That's why I have this faith He continues, and he says, In the same way the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, and who has also told us of your love in the Spirit. Um, He's again saying, hey, you heard it from Epaphras, the gospel is bearing fruit in you, it's literally changing, uh, changing you, you are a different person uh, because of it. And then, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you, we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. Um, hey, we heard about you, and we've been praying for you. Now, this is kind of, we're going to wrap up in these last couple of verses here. He says, because of this, you heard the gospel from Epaphras. You've grown in that. That's bearing fruit in your life. Because of that uh, and the change that's coming because the change that's happening because of your hope in heaven, he says this, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. Notice that word there, live a life worthy of the Lord. He's saying, man, I want to live this life in response to what God has done for me. See, you were a sinner, I was a sinner, all of us were sinners. And all of us were separated from a holy, righteous, and perfect God. I was destined to spend an eternity apart from God in hell, in in eternal judgment, but because God was rich in his mercy, and this is just the fundamentals of the gospel that Paul is talking about, because God is rich in his mercy, because he cares about me and you so much, he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, into this world to live a perfect life and to die on a cross for your sins and for my sins, and three days later to rise from the dead, and by him dying, he paid the penalty for my sin, And Him rising, He has given us life to anyone who believed. So now, God isn't looking at me with all my sin and my junk. He's looking at me with Christ's righteousness. And now I can have this right relationship with God. And, And I can enjoy that relationship now. And I'm going to enjoy it forever in eternity in heaven. And He's saying... Because of that gift that was given to me, that sacrifice that God made, I should want to live a life worthy of that. My motivation for doing, my motivation for doing any of this, this hard work in school or in the sports team or anything flows back from the fact that the God of the universe loved me and died for me. And he cared that much for you and for me. And my natural response is, I want to I want to live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. Right? Whether maybe maybe you sense this a little bit you know after Christmas, hey you got that really nice present from your grandparents or something, you're like, man, I wanna, you know, I, I wanna help them, I wanna serve them because they gave this to me. And this is, that's multiplied in a billion times what God has done for you and for me. And that's why, um, man, when I understand what God has done for me, my natural response is I want to please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work. You know, I, I want to serve Him. I want to care for other people uh, and see the change that happens in me and in other people, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that they may have great endurance and perseverance. The why behind why I, uh, behind uh, why I want to follow or why I want to live the way God asks me to, is because what He has already done for me. He continues in verse uh, verse twelve, and he says, "And giving joyful thanks to the Father." who has qualified you to share in in the inheritance of His holy people in the kingdom of light. You notice in that verse, it says that He qualified us. It's not, I've earned his, His favor. It's not, I was super cool and awesome, and my beard was cooler than your beard, so that's why God saved me, right? No, it says, He qualified us, for what? To share in the inheritance, it says in other parts of scripture that he has made us co-heirs with Christ. We will have this crazy eternal blessing, uh, blessing from the Lord. And what I've, what I've been given, given to, or what God has blessed me with, is just so, so crazy. And, and what I hope you see today, and what you, what you take away... As I think of like your schoolwork, right? Yes, I think you should learn um, because it will help you have a better life, a better future, and things like that. Um, And if you don't think some of the things you're learning in school really matter, uh, I have helped and worked with a bunch of 20-year-olds who can't do basic math and algebra, and it's really bad for their lives. So there's value in what you're learning. But the real why, the real motivation should be Jesus has died for you and for me. That's the who you are working for and the what you are working for is a, a joyful relationship with God now and a joyful relationship with Him for all, uh, all of eternity. Um, my motivation depends on who I'm working and what I'm working for. And, and I to challenge you on that. Who are you working for? Is it just for me? Is it for my own selfish gain? This it shouldn't be for me. It shouldn't be for my selfish gain. It shouldn't be because my parents are putting this pressure on me. It shouldn't be for my boss, my girlfriend, or anyone else. It, I don't work for my money, my future. I don't work because someone, I don't want someone to yell at me. I don't want to work so I get more screen time or because it's a Tuesday or whatever. I work today to please my God and my King. That's why I put my effort in. And I know ultimately as I do that, He'll take care of me, and He is my, uh, my reward. You know, um, junior high is here every Wednesday night, and uh, and many of you guys probably remember your time in junior high. Now, sometimes at different periods in your time in junior high, we'd have snacks every Wednesday night, right? And sometimes, sometimes the snacks would disappear for a while because some people here don't know how to eat properly and throw their crumbs everywhere, okay? And realistically, that's just meant that myself or whoever uh, was helping me at the time, Tessa or Rebecca or whatever, we just had to spend some late nights you know, vacuuming up you people not knowing. I don't get some of you in eating chips in junior high. I'm not going to name any particular names here, but you grab the bowl of chips and they end up everywhere. Okay? Like, seriously, people chip in your mouth. Okay. But you know, I will say, some of the greatest times of worship that I have ever had have been after junior high, and it's like 10 at night, and I'm vacuuming. And it just, there's times where I'm doing it, and I'm just like, you know what? Lord, this is what you have for me right now, this vacuuming. And this is really cool, God, I get to vacuum, (laughs) you know? The other week, um, uh, uh, Moises was out, and uh, John Mitchell uh, had done something in his back, and they needed some help shoveling snow around the church. So myself, my kids, I don't know how my kids felt about it, but I I was out there shoveling, I was like, this is actually fun, I want to shovel like, and there's a joy in doing it. Why? Because I know who I'm doing it for, right? I'm doing it for the Lord. And what I'm doing it for, what I'm doing it for, I know he's going to reward. He'll take care of me. And there, we should have that joy, even in the most um, silly things, when I understand who I'm working for and what I'm working for. And so that's my challenge to you. Think about when you're doing your things, who are you doing it for? What are you doing it for? Let me pray for us. God in heaven, I come before you just really thankful that you, the God of the universe, would choose to die for me. I thank you uh, for the life that we have, not because we're awesome or cool or any of that, but because you chose to die for us, to give us life. Lord God, and in response to that, God, may that be our motivation, may that be our driver for the way that we live. May it not just be, uh, hey, I got to, Make sure my coach isn't yelling at me, or I got to make sure my parents aren't mad at me, or this, that, or that. But God, may we see ultimately that we are serving you, that we live for your name, for your honor, for your glory. And may all the words of our mouths, the meditations of our hearts, our words, our actions, and our deeds be worshiped to you, because you are the God who loved us and died for us. And so we worship you and honor you today. In your son's name we pray. Amen.